The information contained on the Real Health Podcast and the resources mentioned are for educational purposes only. They are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical or health advice. The information contained on this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Information provided by hosts and guests on the Real Health Podcast or the use of any products or services mentioned does not create a practitioner-patient relationship between you and any persons affiliated with this podcast. This is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. So welcome everyone. This is Dr. Ron Huntinghockey. This is the Real Health Podcast, another episode. And I'm pleased to have as my guest today, Mr. Ryan's Sternagel. Ryan, welcome. And uh, I'm pleased to hear that you as a family went through, well, it's not pleasing, but you went through some difficult times, but it was a uh, an impetus for you to transform your, your, you and your family into a more integrative lifestyle. I mean, big picture integrative lifestyle. And I was wondering if you would share a little bit of that story with our listening audience. Yeah, it was a uh, Lord works in mysterious ways type yeah. situation. I, I suppose Dr. Ron. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, I, like I, I was just thinking about the other day, um, our son was our son Ryder. Um, my wife is Teddy and, uh, yeah, our son Ryder was, was diagnosed just before his first birthday, uh, 11 days before his first birthday to be exact with, uh, with, with stage four neuroblastoma, which is a, uh, which is a, uh, typically a childhood cancer of the right. nervous system. Um, so he had a, uh, well, we, 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 my my wife found it because there was a a big lump sticking out of his back, and yeah, and then we went through the went through the uh, you know it, I, I know it's not unique to a lot of people who have been through this sort of thing, but yeah, had had a hard time getting a diagnosis in the first place. Took him to, and we were you know you mentioned transformed to an integrative. We were you know. Nowhere near what we are today, but they ate more, mostly organic food and was already, you know, doing the getting rid of EMF thing and getting rid of chemicals in the house and all that stuff. So we were already pretty far down that road, which was, you know, again, then when we did get a stage four cancer diagnosis for our, for our one-year-old was like a YS type of thing, but um but yeah, so we, we we had actually taken him to a naturopath at first, uh, a naturopathic doctor, pediatrician who we felt pretty good about, but for some reason got the, uh, um, you know, a, a lot of things started adding up at that point. But you know, we, he's had a he had a lump sticking out of his back, which was concerning. But then we started thinking, well, he's also not um, he's also not not only not walking just before his first birthday, but not even really crawling. Um, it barely even kind of even able to roll around on the floor. And, um, and he had had leg movement before, but then it kind of went away and, um, he's not, not really keeping anything down eating wise and all this stuff. So, you know, we felt the lump on the back and all this stuff starts, starts adding up on our heads and end up getting a referral for speech therapy for the keeping things down part. And, 
uh, physical therapy for, for the not walking stuff. And it's like, oh, you know, come on. He's, he's got a lump in his back. Something's going on here. And, so you, uh, weren't, you weren't getting any help with thinking about what had caused this. It was more like, we're going to try to fix this. We're going to try to fix that. But no understanding of the underlying factors that may have contributed to this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost like I, I would, you know, we, we shouldn't have brought up the other things because then that, you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that that didn't really sit well with us. We pressed for a referral to, uh, you know, to the, the local hospital that sees children, um, got in there. That guy told us to we did. It, we thought it was a doctor we were talking to at first turned out to be a nurse's assistant, uh, physician's assistant, excuse me. And uh, he told us to come back in six weeks if the, <laughs> if the love was still there. And, yeah. you know, that I think that was on a Friday. And by Monday, we were calling back saying, you know, look, there's there is a lump in our son's back. Uh, my wife had already basically, you know, Dr. Googled, uh, diagnosed him with neuroblastoma at that point. Mm. Um, just from, you know, right. mother's intuition and, and clicking around and everyone says, don't do the, the Dr. Google thing. But a lot of times you get a lot further with that than, <laughs> yeah. than the medical establishment, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, they, they, they kind of humored us with, uh, with an ultrasound and then the ultrasound, um, did reveal that there was some sort of mass in there. And then, so they had to come, they had us come back for an MRI a couple of days later. And, uh, and yeah, you know, we'll never forget when the, uh, when we got the MRI, when the, when the doctor and the, the nurse, um, they said it would be like a half hour. We were waiting, you know, half hour past hour past hour and a half past, Probably a couple, you know, close to a couple hours later, the doctor and the nurse came back and they both had tears in their eyes and they, you know, then they gave us the news that he had you know, stage four neuroblastomas. There was a, a large mass growing inside of his, uh, inside of his spine and out of it. And it was basically all just interwoven throughout his, throughout his spinal cord. He had a couple secondary tumors and, uh, and uh, metastasis to his hip bones. So yeah, that was, uh, that was the start of our journey. Yeah. Did you go much further in terms of conventional therapy, in terms of uh, you know uh, chemo or anything like that, or did is is this the point where you said, "My gosh, what are the deeper causes here, and what what else can we do to help help him heal?" No, I mean, yeah, we were like I said, we were already fairly savvy to the fact that there was other stuff that you could be doing besides chemo, but then also weren't necessarily opposed to doing some chemo if it turned out to be the right thing. Um, so we, uh, you know, <laughs> and we were kind of a little fiery and not, uh, you know, getting frustrated with the answers we were getting all that stuff. But we, we ended up, um, we ended up saying we'd, we'd like a second opinion before, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm before do you know before launching into whatever treatment program that that they wanted to give us because they were they were actually ready to start him on chemo before exactly even knowing what the what the diagnosis was before the biopsy came back uh, before they got the pathology back any they just wanted to get him on into chemo yesterday and it's like well come on guys you're the <laughs> you're the same guys that were telling us to come back in 6 weeks and uh and and now you're telling us he needs to be in chemo yesterday can't we have a day to figure this out and so we actually we we got the biopsy in the hospital. We got um, we did get a pick line put in, mm -hmm. um, 
the the reason being one if we did decide to do chemo then uh then he would you know we'd be ready to do it but then two obviously we were already researching iv vitamin c and all these different iv therapies and even ipt and all these sorts of things so figured well you know what the heck let's let's get the line put in that way if we find somebody that's able to do iv vitamin c and these sorts of things we, we just have it set up and ready to go and um so we we got the line put in brought him home and then uh and i i think it was the next night not not the night after but the next night um uh, Ryder ended up uh, uh, Teddy was sleeping next to my wife or sleeping with both of us in bed and uh and all of a sudden he, uh, Teddy noticed that he was burning up in the middle of the night and um we didn't know what was going on but yeah he had a hundred something crazy high fever I forget right. what it was it started puking all over the place and um stuff coming out of both ends and we didn't know what was going on so that was 90 miles an hour back to the hospital we had just left and turned out uh turned out he had gotten an infection uh bloodstream staph infection when he got that line in ah. um so at that point you know we're, we're in the hospital on iv antibiotics and, and all that stuff trying to clear the infection it's going to be a while we had all of our dreams about traveling to mexico or something like that <laughs> to get him uh to get him treated we're kind of out the window at that point and so we did uh we did consent to do doing a round of chemo because we did know we needed to shrink that shrink that tumor in a hurry because um yeah, it was, you know, they, they were telling us originally that they didn't even know, even if he survived the cancer, if he would ever walk, because there was, uh, you know, so much obvious nerve damage, damage going on. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we weren't, you know, we weren't um, dogmatically, we're, we're not going to do chemo at all, especially given the circumstances. So we did a round and um, took him home and thought we were, thought that was, that was it. And we were going to be going back to doing our holistic research and, and all that stuff. And uh, and that this was a few weeks later, get a, get a knock on the door from, uh, from child protective services. And apparently the, the hospital had called them like right after we left the first time and said, we're going to get a, go get a second opinion. And then just being the government, it took them a few months to, or excuse me, a few weeks to, uh, to actually get around to following up on the case. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, at that point it became clear that, you know, if we didn't, if we didn't keep playing ball and, and do exactly what the standard of care was, then, uh, then there was, you know, that they would intervene as they put it. Uh, and so then it became a choice of, well, do we, you know, do we, do we lose our kid or do we do the best job integratively we can? And, um, so yeah, yeah, we, we did a, we did a few more rounds of chemo had actually, um, and, and, and in the meantime, doing, doing everything we could, right. That's you know, where we were, you really opened the book up and started looking at your home, the environmental toxins, uh, food, there's so many variables. And you know, when we start talking to our patients about toxicity and environmental factors, it's becoming a really long list. And, uh, and but you evidently started looking at everything. Well, yeah, and that's been a that's been a really big thing for us. Um, you know, as it should be for for everyone, but especially your, you know, your your one-year-old son gets to, you get born, you get told that your one-year-old son was essentially essentially born with cancer and um, yeah, that, that makes you think and gets you thinking real hard about your environment. So, yeah, I mean, even, even though we had done a pretty good job of getting rid of all the, you know, chemical things in our lives and that sorts of things, uh, 
you know, by, by today's, by, by our standards today, it wasn't a great job or by, by our standards, uh, the, the, the next day it was, <laughs> right. it wasn't a, it wasn't a great job because we still found a whole garbage bag full of stuff that we just. So and is this the Stern, is this the Stern method where you went over, is that, was that the birth of the Stern method where you began to really look deeply into these factors? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the the Stern method. Uh, fun fact: our, our brand name was originally "My Kid Cures Cancer," and mm-hmm. uh, then when we started getting bigger, we got some advice that eh, you might you might not want to run around with "Cures Cancer" in your brand name. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we uh, we changed it to uh, the the Stern method, which was kind of born out of yeah, our, our last name Sternagel, but that's hard to say or remember. Um, and uh, and the method part essentially just came from the fact that we we. We knew we, my, my wife and I are not inherently organized people, right? You know, um, but we, we realized that when we started learning about everything we need to check off the list in terms of completely detoxifying our life from all chemicals, electromagnetic fields, potential mold exposures, um, uh, yeah, just all, all the all the things that did anything, any off gassing material, it could be coming from a mattress. Just yeah, just keep keep on going. Anything that could be potentially toxic, toxic relationships in your life. Um, just yeah, completely detoxifying everything on that front. And then, you know, that's that's only the that's only the de- detoxification part, right? Then you have the the internal detoxification and learning all about that and the 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 different you know, there's there's binders and there's uh, things that upregulate your phase one and phase two detoxification right. pathways. And there's, um, you know, more holistic thing like, you know, things that go in and uh, liver support and all these, you know, and that's detoxification. But then there's, uh, you know, then there's working with the working with a naturopathic doctor, working with your regular oncologist, working with. Um, you know, an energy healer, all the, you know, the, the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, all these things. And so it just became, and then trying to pack in, you know, pa- trying to pack in everything you can into a day, right? You know, you, you hear that, uh, you hear that getting out in the, in the sun is good. You hear that getting in the woods is good. Uh, the, the, the forest bathing studies, I had, I had right. came upon those early on. And so it's like, okay, yeah, we, 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 immediately got him an infrared sauna and we're, you know, we had him in that every day. And so it was really, I guess that's, that's where the method part came from was, okay, we're, we're not really inherently super organized, uh, you know, type A type people, but, uh, but, and, and we need to make ourselves those types of people, right? There's a lot more to this conversation and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Reardon Clinic Nutrient Store. The Nutrient Store is your resource for the highest quality nutritional supplements. Every supplement in the store is handpicked by the expert medical staff at Reardon Clinic, providing you with the best quality, purity, consistency, and effective dosing available. Visit store.reardonclinic.org to shop online. Well, and most and most patients aren't, and most patients who are dealing with a uh, an acute phase of a chronic illness, they are overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. And so, this is what intrigues me about your method: is that I think people who are coming on to the integrative approach to dealing with cancer or any complex chronic illness, this part is a very important part, but 
they kind of stumble into it like it sounds like you did, but I think the fact that you've organized a very comprehensive method could be of great value to many people. Yeah, and we're 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 still formalizing that in the form of a course that uh, that should be out pretty soon here. But in the meantime, I mean, it's you know, there's lots of there's lots of uh, you can see all the category category categorization type stuff we we do in some of the resource sections on our site but um you know be, between that but between the, this the website and the full blown course i mean i just always tell people um take it easy on yourself you know you, you don't there's a reason you don't learn everything overnight and uh and there's there's no reason you should have to learn all of this overnight although the the quicker you can get your act you know, together, the better. Um, but just, you know, we, we were really big on, on checklists, right. And like scheduling things and it actually getting out your, getting out your hourly, you know, um, on, on your phone or your computer or written out on the fridge, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I mean, we we kind of had both things going on, right? We had the uh, we had we had the the every time we adjusted the the supplement routine, we had the we had the before before meal supplements, the with the before breakfast supplements, the with breakfast supplements, the empty stomach between breakfast and lunch. You know, just <laughs> just try to figure out what what that whole thing's about and stuck it on the fridge, and you know, we we lived by that supplement schedule on the fridge, and and you know, just reprinted it out every time uh, every time we made a change in the supplement protocol. And, um, you know, I was, I was listening to podcasts continually along with working with the, you know, it's what I also tell people is just make sure to get out there for the love of God, work with a, uh, a naturopathic oncologist and an integrative MD, but somebody that actually specializes in cancer, right. Uh, you know, like the, like the type of stuff you guys do there, Dr. Ron, um, yeah. not just any old naturopathic doctor that happened to help you with your gut a while back or something like that. It's so, yeah, I mean, any, anytime, anytime, uh, our, our, naturopathic oncologist made a change in the schedule we change it there but it, it, again i was it wasn't stopping there i was listening to health podcasts nonstop, and then i'd have a little checklist app app on my phone and every time i heard something you know kind of that oh oh i really need to be incorporating that I'd, I'd make a note of it real quick on my phone so i didn't forget and then and then i'd just set aside a little time like each and every night to go over that list and and say okay what did i learn today uh, okay. You know, here, here's the, here's the five things I need to incorporate into the, into the routine, um, or change about our household environment or, you know, supplement I want to look into or whatever. And, um, how am I going to incorporate in the, those into the routine? Is it, you know, is it a, a thing that, that I need to, you know, maybe I just found out about a detox bath. It's like, you know, okay, then we, <laughs> where are we going to fit a detox bath into the weekly routine on top of all the other stuff? And just setting that side, setting that time aside every night to, uh, to make sure you get it done and, and you, you add it to the routine and, or you, you make whatever change you, you want to make about your house or your life or, or whatever. And, you start over again the next day and learn so, something new and work so it in. So you, yeah. you, you went all in. You went all in. You and your your wife, you went all in on this. And I think a lot of patients hear about this and they start and then they get lost in the morass of the number of things that need to be done. But putting it into a checklist, making it systematic, and then going all in Tell us, we don't have a lot of time, but I know they're going to wonder, the audience is going to wonder, how did your son do? What 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 was the process of healing that this kind of all-in environmental re, re, 
contextualization. How did how did that affect your son's health? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, it, it was a wild ride there for a couple of years for sure. Um, the, uh, the 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 not eating thing actually turned out to be. In addition to the stage four neuroblastoma, he was actually, it turned out when, when they, when we got the first scans, um, they, uh, they came back, somebody from cardiac came in and said, uh, you know, by the way, you know, we're looking at your son's scans and he also has a, a double aortic arch. We were usually born with one aorta and, uh, and he has two and they're wrapped around his, his esophagus and his trachea and compressing. Um, so <laughs> they're like, at the time we're like, well, is it, is it life-threatening to him right now? Like, no, you'll just have to deal with it later. And we're like, okay, just thank you for letting us know, get out of her room now sort of thing. But, uh, but yeah, so we ended up, um, it ended up being, it, it got real ugly with the hospital. Uh, they, they got more and more controlling and the story kept changing on how much, how much chemo is going to need and what, what, what control we did have in it, what say we had in it, and all these things. And we, um, we ended up, you know, it, we were on the way home from a particularly nasty appointment, and my wife just looked at me in the car and said, "Should we move to Utah?" We were, uh, we, my wife and I both both grew up in in Washington State. That's where that's where Ryder was born, and you know, um, we had had Utah in mind for that maybe we'll move there someday for you know one reason or another, but. Um, as far as, you know, it, the, the, the reasoning here was it's both a kind of a natural health friendly state and a less of a government all up in your business type state. And, uh, we figured anywhere has got to be better than here. Let's roll the dice. And I, I, yeah, she said, should we move to Utah? I said, yes. And we were gone a week and a half later. Um, and, uh, it's, it's where we, where we live to this day, but yeah, so we did, uh, we did our last round. Um, we, he was scheduled for another round when we got here, we did do that round. And then he was about halfway through the kind of the intro standard of care at that point. Um, it kind of his minimum, minimum standard protocol. And we, you know, they, they were, the, the, the team we landed on was entirely different. We, we told them we'd like to back off and they weren't exactly a hundred percent comfortable with it, but said, you know, you guys are the parents and you know best, and um, we're here to support you and we will take a wait and see approach. You know, it's like, but that makes a lot of sense, right? It's not, we're not doing chemo again, no way, no how, but let's take a wait and see approach and see if that happened to be enough for, for Ryder. Obviously that's, you know, where they were coming from, where we were coming from is we're going to do everything under the sun with all the holistic stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we just kept going, kept going crazy on energy, energy medicine devices, sauna, kept up with the IV protocol, 50 different, seemed like 50 different supplements at one time juicing. Um, we ended up, uh, we ended up yeah, talking about going all in. Um, we bought a piece of land uh, with uh, kind of zero EMF on the property, and ended up ended up building a house uh, from from the ground up with with non toxic materials, just because we were that paranoid about our about our environment. And um, so that yeah, that's been a really neat part of the journey. And anyway, the uh, yeah, the 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 mass kept shrinking on its own um, after uh, I wouldn't say on its own, but you know. With, without the help of conventional treatment and uh he's still got he's still got a bit of a bit of a remaining mass there just a, maybe a, a couple percentage points of what the size of what it was to start but it hasn't lit up in years and um pretty happy you know calling that scar tissue at this point and yeah he's you know yeah had 
feel feel good calling him cancer free. We we still stay on our protocol, all that stuff. He was uh, also diagnosed with autism along the way. Um, we believe due to the uh, due to the treatment and the sedation and the um, contrast from the MRI, all that stuff, uh, which actually was pretty substantial autism when he was diagnosed at three. Um, worked through that. Same thing: detoxification, nutrition, healing the body, all that stuff. And uh, now he's uh, I, I don't know. I, I call him a slightly quirky savant because he's a, a genius, but um, kind of most of the negative autism symptoms would be you know you you, you wouldn't really know. Um, and uh, what else? We got the heart surgery taken along, <laughs> figured out along the way. We didn't like that. That we didn't. Yeah. We moved to Utah for the cancer, and they were great for the cancer. We didn't like them for the uh, for the heart surgery, so we ended up flying across the country to uh, to Children's Hospital of of uh, Philadelphia. Um, to the, the we found the best guy in the country for that particular uh, double aorta situation, and got that done there, and. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, and then, well, and then along the way we, we started posting everything. I'd say that's, that's another big thing that, that people should hear is we started posting everything we were doing for fundraising um, because we went really, 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 really hard talking about going all the way on the fundraising stuff um, and just, you know, reaching out, asking for discounts everywhere we could. And just really, you know, that, cause that's, that's a big factor too for people, right. Is just how are we going to afford all this stuff? Yeah. And that was another substantial portion of my day each and every day was just, you know, reaching out to people, asking them to share our online fundraiser, um, reaching out to people, you know, the, the, the local grocery store asking for discounts on produce so we could get more juicing on them, just everything we could. Um, but anyway, yeah, we started, started posting his journey along the way and, and that led to a following and that led to a website and a podcast and more social media stuff. And uh, then the the day job went away unexpectedly and we took it from a sign, took it as a sign from the big guy to go full time on uh, on our mission, even though we were probably making about 20 bucks a month on the website. And we <laughs> at the time and had maybe yeah, a, yeah. maybe two months, um, two months runway before we, we couldn't pay any bills. And we made that work, too. And it's been the uh, it's been the full time thing helping, you know, getting to getting to help people make it a little easier well, on the cancer journey than it was for us. Yeah, it's been, it's been. Well, Ryan, I just, it's amazing the power of love, parental love and all that you've done to save your son and all the various steps. And there's no question that when people start getting into natural medicine, integrative medicine, whatever term you want to use, uh, it's a transformational force in a person's life. And, and, and your story just demonstrates that. And so I certainly do encourage our listeners to, Check out the the sternmethod.com to hear more about it, to get more details, and to kind of and the of course I'm intrigued with the checklist because so much of this is it's hard to reorientate. And when people get a bad diagnosis, they have to go through all kinds of reorientation. And so something like this I think would be very helpful to them. But uh, thank you again for uh, uh, your tenacity as a parent to save your your son's life and the things that you've learned and the and what you've gained in terms of knowledge about health and and uh, uh, improving the quality of the environment of, that we live in in order to help the healing process of the body. I think that's a very important part of this. So thank you so much for being on our show and we wish you the very best and hope it continues, your son continues to thrive and 
and that this uh, that you connect with a lot of people because I I know this is important stuff for all of us. Yeah, yeah, appreciate so, it, Doctor Ron, and um, yeah, any anyone listening out there that go is going through any anything similar. Um, yeah, I mean, there's you know that there is there is always something else you can do. Uh, we'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah, good way to put it. Yeah, don't give up. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan. And uh, this is we'll this will end it here for the uh, the the Reardon podcast and uh, the Real Health podcast. That's real health. What you were working, what you've done for for your for yourselves and your family. So thank you so much. Thank you, Doctor Ron. Thank you for everything you guys do over there as well. It's uh, much needed work, and I've been a fan for a long time. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Real Health podcast. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.